Hey Hothheads, it's Ian, and I wanted to take a minute to talk to you about the Kessel Toy Run. We all remember what it was like getting that awesome new Star Wars toy for the holidays, and now is your chance to give a child that same experience. Join the Force and donate a new Star Wars gift to a hospitalized child unable to spend the holidays at home. Going on now until December 20th, your toy donation will be delivered to one of three Southern California hospitals by staff, the Rogue Rebels, and Saber Guild Temple Prime. For more information and a link to their Amazon registry, check out their Twitter, at The Kessel Toy Run. You can also send them an email at thekesseltoyrun at gmail.com. Happy Holidays, and may the Force be with you. Tonight, the Emperor looks to the future with his annual State of the Empire address, broadcasting live from the Imperial Palace on Coruscant in just a few moments. And, later, the Imperial Security Bureau has declassified dossiers on some of the Empire's most wanted. We take a deep dive into the chaotic mind of the Rebellion at 11. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Half a Topics, a podcast about Star Wars. I am a Holonet producer, Ian, and joining me this week is an Imperial Information Officer, John. Hey, John, what's up? Not much, man. Just just hanging out, recording an episode. It's fun really times. Really wishing that I'd blown my nose before this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, me too. So you keep talking. And you're going to take care of that? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Gotcha. Just, just, this is just banter. Right. Banter and filler. Filler and banter. Filler and banter could actually, you know, with a couple letter tweaks, that could totally be like a Star Wars name, like, you know. Kind of like, like the uh, those guys people. that weren't in Solo. Yeah, yeah, kind of like Tag and Bink. Uh, tag and Bink, yeah. Filler and Banter. Or or the two uh the two guys who are like vaguely Canadian in the Freemaker Adventures. Oh, I like those guys. Yeah. What, what are they? They're uh, I don't remember their names. They're they're Hornheads. I don't remember I don't remember the Jedi either. Master who who does that, who goes out like a punk. Yeah, I don't remember him either. It shows you I'm a bad... To an old man that just spins in the air for no apparent reason. He just stabs people. (laughs) So, what are we talking about today, Ian? Last time we got together, we had the great pleasure of talking to uh, Jason from A Conversation With podcast. At the end of that podcast, he asked us uh, a really good question. Who are you? (laughs) How did you get my number? Do I need to call the authorities? (laughs) The answer to all those questions is, of course, yes. We are yes... We got his number by yes, and yes, he needs to call the authorities? Correct. Well, within that line of questioning, he also asked us what we wanted to see out of the upcoming Star Wars episode that's going to cap off the series and bring an, an end to, or at least an end for now, to the Skywalker saga. And that was a, a really good question, which kind of got us thinking what other projects are kind of on the books and what do we want to see from them? And uh, what's actually pretty cool is like since we came up with this idea, they've announced one other entirely new Star Wars project as well. I think today, John, what we'll do is we'll kind of go down the list of some of the upcoming Star Wars projects and just kind of talk about what we want to see from them, what what we would like to see coming from them. Now, that's not to say that if the things we don't hear don't come true, we're going to, you know, riot in the streets and take down statues of the Emperor of the Galaxy just to be... Uh, rounded up by Imperial security forces and blasted into smithereens just because the head of a government dies to 
doesn't mean you can just go around pulling down statues and the authorities won't do anything about that. Mm. So well, why don't we start with the most most oldest is not the phrase I wanted to say. The first announced. First announced? Yeah. Well, of, case, of these three things that we will be discussing. Uh, you say I three. I have a list of one, two, three, four, five, six, possibly seven. So what were you thinking of? <laughs> well, I guess the oldest mentioned one would have been the wrap-up of the Clone Wars cartoon series. Okay. Yeah, let's start with that. So tell me about what what uh, what we're talking about here when we're talking about the new season of Clone Wars. Well, uh, I believe it was a Comic-Con. I should know this because I was at the panel. Yeah, um, <laughs> you were literally there. I mean, I think the poster that we got is just on the wall over there. Yep, yes it is. Uh, side note, both Ian and I pointed in a direction that you cannot see because we are still unsure how radio works. What is a radio? This isn't a radio. That's how unsure we are of how this technology works. At Comic-Con, they announced that they were going to start production, or they had already started production on the final season of The Clone Wars, yeah. which... which which involves the Siege of Mandalore, which is going to be cool. Many of the episodes people have already seen because they had released them as uh, unfinished. Animatic. <laughs> I want to say AMVs, but that's not yeah. exactly what they were. Animatic uh, sort of um, storyboard. I, I can't not hear an anime art. music video, and I can't get past that. So thank you for <laughs> saying an- animatronic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not animatic. Not animatronic, no. Maybe one day. <laughs> Those are in Disney. I think they only released, like, a couple bits. Yeah, and there's some, like, audio-only ones. Mm -hmm. Was it the Disney purchase that ended up cutting the series short to begin with? I don't quite remember. Me neither. Tim, do our homework. Um, (laughs) But I think that's right. I think they decided to pause it while that was going through, but I'm no expert. But that could be true from a certain point of view. Ah, see what you did there. I mean, we could just look it up and pause this, but I think we'll just... Nah, it's fine. Yeah, we'll move on. Well, then what are you expecting to see? Not expecting, but what would you like to see out of What am I demanding? No. A fire or brimstone will rain upon Disney headquarters? Resist the power of the dark side. Alright, I'll just play chaotic neutral. Yeah, well... What would you like to see out of the new Clone Wars? uh, I I never saw the the animatics. I, I didn't either. Um, I know that there are a group of clones named the Bad Batch who are genetically modified to be super soldiers. Which sounds... A group of winter soldiers, I guess. <laughs> sounds right. I was going oh, more down it's the... even more... No, it's even more winter soldier-esque because they have, like, commi- they'll have a command that tells them to turn on their, their masters. Yeah, okay. All the clones are... That. It's canon. All clones are the winter soldier. Marvel and Disney crossover. That's what happened. That's what it was. <laughs> you did it. We did um, it. Yeah, so what, what, what am I hoping to see? Well, I don't know how much of the series will revolve around the Siege of Mandalore, but what we know of that is that Jedi Order reached out to Ahsoka Tano to lead the, uh, it's not the, is it the 501st? It's not the 501st. No, no. That's, that's where this gets a little confusing, because, like, we, we've, we know some information from the Ahsoka book that came out, which I have not read yet. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's sitting behind me somewhere. Yeah. I haven't opened it up either. We know that Ahsoka played a big part in that siege. We know that somebody reached out to her to have her lead the the troops there. I think it was the Jedi Council. And the only reason why I say that is because Anakin and Obi-Wan in that teaser trailer that they released seem very surprised to see her. And she's already like their leading troops. It doesn't seem to me like they were aware of this 
thing. I, I'm just excited to see more Ahsoka doing stuff. Ahsoka was not my favorite character at first and quickly became my favorite over the, the story arc. Because she actually, mm-hmm. of all the characters in that franchise, I think she got the best character arc because she wasn't confined to uh, characters that would be presented in live action between two movies. Right. So Anakin can only get so much char- uh, so much development. Obi-Wan... He didn't really get much character development. He got interesting stories, you know, with, with Satine and... It was more an enhancement of his character yes. than it was. Okay, yeah. uh, so, in, in a way, it is character development, but it wasn't, like... It was just... Inf- it wasn't character growth. Right. It was enforcing the traits that we already saw in Obi-Wan, that we already yes. knew about. That we, all, that we all love. Yeah. We saw his growth in the live-action movies, essentially. Yeah. I really feel like Clone Wars is, like, required viewing before watching Revenge of the Sith, because... You'll see that change in Anakin from Attack of the Clones to the darkness within him and, and revenge. Not only that, but I, I think that Clone Wars does such a good job at making the Clone Wars feel like they mean something. Mm-hmm. Because we see them start in Attack of the Clones and we see it end in Revenge of the Sith. But it doesn't feel like there was a galaxy-spanning conflict right. as as much it just kind of feels like it happened you know mm-hmm. so i agree with you i think that if you haven't gone out and you know sat down and watched clone wars or at least like some of the arcs in clone wars i, I think that it would really add to your star wars viewing experience yeah i agree with you there so more ahsoka more clones you're excited for those uh, things i'm hoping that they'll be they'll show more of a connection of how maul became who he was in uh in solo spoilers mm. Because we already know that he can control a criminal underground, but at what point does he does he get kicked off Mandalore, control right. the criminal underground full time? Well, so we saw his defeat at the hands of Palpatine in the Clone Wars, and I think that there's a little bit of that explained in the Maul comic, Son of Dathomir, okay. which I have not read yet. So I think that there's a little bit there. But yeah, yeah. you're right. Marvel, there's... please stop pumping out comics so that we can catch up on stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm busy. Slow yeah. down. No, don't please. slow down. Just send them. Here's what you do. Just send them directly to me and yeah. then I'll read them <laughs> as they come out. We'll do that uh, free of charge. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're here for you. Help promote your brand. <laughs> <laughs> Giving Ashley Exine another reason to be in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, like, I hope that they address it because I, I, I completely forgot that. Palpatine showed up and declared him a rival, and then mm-hmm. whomped his butt. <laughs> that was one of my. That's one of my favorite lightsaber battles of all time. Mm. That exchange between him and Savage and, and Palpatine. Yeah, so maybe they won't even they won't even talk about it, and they'll save that story arc for another property. We're going to talk. About. I think that there's a good chance that they'll. The, the only bring reason I don't think that it, it will be a big point is if this is going to be just the last season that they're they've produced Mm -hmm. i don't think there'll be enough room within the story to tell all these different stories i i'd like there to be a bit of a surprise like i i know that we've seen the animatics and like we we know the basic structure of what we're gonna see in this latest season but i i think that there's room for them to add in a couple episodes that we're not expecting or maybe make a a longer season or you know change it up from the base formula that everybody's expecting and 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 make it uh you know make more i because i i was very lukewarm on clone wars but it very much grew on me. I'd like to see them do more with this last season than just stuff that we already know about. Okay. 
yeah, I'm excited to see the Bad Batch. I'm excited to see the Siege of Mandalore. I'm excited to see those things. But I think that they could sneak in a couple, two, three episode arcs of just something, some, or, some more Clone Or maybe Wars. even do what uh, Futurama did after its 19th cancellation is just make a series of straight-to-DVD movies. Oh, yeah, sort sure. Of, you know, hour and a half long, you know, long plays. Sure. With the Disney uh, streaming mm-hmm. service coming up, I that'd also be an option so yeah uh no i tend to agree with you on on uh all of that i don't really think i have anything to add to what i'd like to look for i mean i'm, I'm excited to see the culmination of uh, you know what I, I i'm excited to see how anakin and ahsoka are going to interact post her leaving and pre-vader mm. I think we're really going to see uh, that that dark turn even more starting. Yeah, there was a there was a podcast I listened to years ago, and I cannot remember the name of it. But they were talking about when Ahsoka left, that they felt that Anakin wouldn't be sad about that. He would be angry about it that mm-hmm. Ahsoka left him, not just the Order. And that's kind of always been my headcanon that, yeah, he was probably sad that his, his Padawan is leaving. He probably felt anger towards her for leaving the order yeah, you're walking away from me exactly yeah yeah i i don't have a lot to add to the clone wars shall we move on to the next thing yes so the mandalorian yeah what you what you're so, looking forward to so we know that it takes place uh between the ot and the sequel trilogy right and in the outer rim or the unknown regions i believe that somewhere outer rim or wild space yeah there's the outer rim which is like we're still controlled and have governance, but you know whatever. Then we've got the wild, the wild space, which is oh, we're like the wild west, the fringes like of of things. And then we got the unknown regions, which are like we have no maps, we don't really know where we are or how we got here or what's beyond here. Uh, who are you? Like, <laughs> couldn't you just send like a starship made up of ten or twelve dreadnoughts in, into the space with Obi Wan on it or something, and then he just doesn't show up? I don't remember how the the outrider, not the outrider. Come on, Ian. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I do. I'm also Same. struggling with the name. I keep wanting to say the Outrider, but that's Dash Rendar. Right. Uh, if you're yelling at your radio, I think we can hear you. If you're yell- you still don't know how radios work. If you're, if you're yelling at your radio, that might be a problem because this is a podcast. <laughs> what? Yeah. Outbound flight. Nailed it. There it is. Yep. <laughs> <coughs> the knowledge is hurting me. <coughs> That took way too much effort to uh, remember the name of a giant ship made up of smaller ships. Right. Uh, what were we talking about? The Mandalorian. <laughs> it's definitely going to be a fringer, a fringer sort of like Wild West area of Star Wars space and in between original trilogy and sequel trilogy. The, one of the cool things about this this project is it has the Disney money behind it. Right. So they can pull in all sorts of ridiculous things into this that you probably wouldn't normally see on a, a television show mm-hmm. because it's a it's like how Netflix can pump tons of money into their their original content or HBO. Yeah. Yeah. They got a very what I think is a a pretty cool and varied number of directors like different styles. Oh yeah, for uh, sure. Coming in, which. I like that idea that maybe not every episode will look the same, mm-hmm. you know, because different directors have different ways to, that, that they like to shoot and stuff. Right. But that also means that hopefully we're not going to get like a single tone for every episode. We'll have a varied tone, assuming that the 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 story needs it. Like, I don't know if you'd want Taika Waititi directing a very serious episode, because mm-hmm. I'm mostly known for comedy stuff. Uh, I'm 
pulling up the some of the directors right now, but I know John Favreau's one of uh, Iron Man and Iron Man Two fame. I don't know if he right. did three. Yeah, the other direct the directors we have are uh, Dave Filoni, which of you course. know he's uh, going to get his live action directorial <laughs> debut, which sweet. is something to look forward to. Uh, we have John Favreau, like you mentioned, uh, mm-hmm. Taika Waititi, yep. Bryce Dallas Howard, oh, which yeah, will be yeah. interesting because I think she's only directed a couple documentaries. So it'll be interesting to see what her style is because i i'm not going to assume that her father's style is her style right because she is not her father she is she an is entirely her, different person she is her own i'd say that she's an actor unlike her father but then i remembered ron howard is an actor also <laughs> right deborah chow who if you don't know the name she did uh jessica jones uh, jessica jones was one of the better netflix marvel Mm-hmm. series that I enjoyed watching. Side note is I, I just remember listening to someone talk about Jessica Jones and I, I hadn't seen it and they were talking about the whole series. I don't know anything about the character Jessica Jones before mm-hmm. I watched the show. Neither did and I. And her, her power is strength. Is super strength? Is that her thing? Yes. So they kept referring to it as the ability to break locks. <laughs> and so like I legitimately like for like four or five months thought that that was Jessica Jones like powers like wow that seems really specific it's, <laughs> she's the ability to take a lock and break the lock and then we got one other director Rick Ian you're better at pronouncing Asian names than I am uh Rick Famuyiwa okay you're, you're, you're clearly not I I legitimately think that's how uh, how it's pronounced you don't put a Y and an I next to each other and not get that <laughs> noise. I have not seen any of his work, mm-hmm. but I am looking forward to learning more about it. Yeah, so, definitely. Definitely a varied group of directors there. You are right. I'm looking forward to a Mandalorian character, a live-action Mandalorian character who... Uh, uh, Is actually Mandalorian? Well, we don't know if that's even true yet. That's fair. But uh, Yeah, we still haven't had a, a real Mandalorian in Star Wars yet. Well, we had all the Mandalorians and live action. Live action, yeah, you're right. So, because uh, Django isn't a Mandalorian, not according to uh, the the governing body of Mandalore, anyway. I think that he's gonna fill that Boba Fett void that people really have been desiring. I, I like the idea of taking a the concept of a Mandalorian character. I'm, I'm looking forward to the Wild West. I'm feeling this is going to be very Firefly. That's like one of my weird concerns and hope is because I'm a huge fan of Firefly and I don't want the show to be Firefly. Right. But at the same time, if it was Firefly, I'd also be happy because I like Firefly. Right. Uh, I'm looking forward to that more like Outer Rim. Space Western. Space Western. Mm -hmm. Star Wars story. If that's even what it's going to be. The one piece of, of media we've seen of the quintessential Mandalorian is him in a very brown and almost like a steampunk palette mm-hmm. uh, color scheme in like a Mos Eisley type situation. Right. So, I mean, we're all assuming it's going to be a space western. I think, and that... I think they've described it as something similar. There's enough stuff they've dropped to support that idea. Mm-hmm. And I am looking forward to that. I would like that to be what it is. Because I think that we could use a trip away from the... The uh, main conflict. The main conflict for a bit. Not to say that those elements can't still be there. I'd love them to still be there. Well, I know the Empire's in it, at least, because um, there there have been uh, such pictures of Death Troopers, which has been really interesting to me, because Death Troopers... That means Death Troopers just disappeared between A New Hope and Return of the Jedi, and they're like, oh, hey, we're here still. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll be interested to see if they, they dive into the formation of the First Order. Mm-hmm. Or if they don't. It's honestly something I can I, I really don't care all that much about. I like it that I, it's a mystery. I like the idea of this being set in that transi- transitional period. Mm-hmm. So that we can kind of maybe get... Maybe have that being like more of a background yeah. a can background it, piece. What it's like in Resistance. Right, yeah. Well, a I little, think it's a, a little, little bit less, more, more... A little less than Resistance. Yeah. I think it's, a, it's, it's more pronounced in Resistance because he's legitimately a Resistance spy. Mm-hmm. But, like, seeing a galaxy cope with a power vacuum, I'm interested in that. Anything else on The Mandalorian? Any of the other live-action products, I, I'm, I'm really excited to see the the costumes and stuff. Because mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a prop maker and costume maker and stuff. So it'll be interesting to see if there's any new Imperial troops that I'm going to have to, like, obsess want over. to yeah, obsess over. <laughs> or a new Outer Rim or whatever uh, a faction has a cool uniform I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how much of mandalorian culture uh will be brought into this because i tend to think of them as klingons from star trek this this warrior race that know how to be civil but also are prepared to fight when they need to and if because all we've seen of the mandalorian so far is there's just one guy and so we don't know if he has if he's out there with his clan or if we'll even see a live action mandalore i think a lot of that is going to depend on how the Siege of Mandalore ends huh. in uh, the Clone Wars. Well, uh, how about there's another live action item on the cards here with the Cassian Andor live action show <laughs> that they're going to do. What are you looking forward to from this? This one is mostly the props. Again, they made a ton of props for Rogue One and then they didn't make any more like movies in that era. So they have all this stuff playing around and all I can think of is you guys use it. Use it somewhere else. Please use it somewhere else. So we're going to get to see that. I mentioned when, we, when we've when talked about Rogue One and Solo in the past that the stories that I always like in Star Wars the most are the ones that don't involve... I don't want to say don't involve the Jedi, but that's pretty much what, what it is. Yeah, you just hate <laughs> like, Force users. It's okay, John. Every time like a Force user shows up in these stories, then it's like, okay, well then, what was the point of anyone else being here? Because this guy can just use magic. So it'll be interesting to see someone who doesn't have the supernatural abilities actively fighting the the oppression stuff. That That's what I really liked about Rogue One, is we actually got to see boots on the ground, soldiers fighting without the aid of a Jedi Order. I feel like your idea of the Jedi Order is you view them as being more powerful than they actually because I don't ever see them being a completely like overarching well, force. The, the, the in thing any... is, is, think of how the Jedi characters in Battlefront are and how powerful they can be. Um, being yeah, but able that's to... a video game, right? That's but different. that's that's the expectation people have of these these characters now because they've seen this ability be used. So why why won't they use it? Ah. So like we see Obi Wan in A New Hope, and he's he knows that there is. A death mark on his head because he is a jedi so when he uses his powers he uses them very subtly but like in prequels you know we see we see them go into a nightclub and you know rough up some patrons and then anakin's like this jedi business like everyone shut up sort of thing uh we yeah, see when... well that's at the seat of their power though like if we look in the clone wars like the actual conflict of the clone wars jedi can be taken down like super like it's not hard but they, it's 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 like why I don't like playing the game Dishonored. As soon as you got your magic powers, the game was uninteresting to me. Yeah, I just 
You just don't uh, like we, magic. We, yeah, think. and we, we've we, you and I have played D and D for years together. D and D similar things, and I've mentioned a billion times. I'll play I'll play our game in our Pathfinder world or our D and D world if that's our main game. But I never want to play simultaneous fantasy games because fantasy worlds just don't interest me. Even though that's exactly what we're, what doing. we're doing right now. Yeah. But that's solely because we have one game that's very combat and maneuvering one very... based, and one's very story driven. And both of them, I'm just playing a bumbling idiot. Oh, and one, he's a tiefling. I mean, he's a real boy, but <laughs> definitely not a tiefling. What but, were we talking about? Well, so, with with the Cassian Andrew yeah. thing, yeah, I get I get your point of uh, a story that's not going to have the focus on uh, the wiggly fingers. Yeah, and, and and I can totally understand why people like the Jedi characters. Like, they're you know, I was a kid, I was throwing toy lightsabers at my friends and they weren't returning unfortunately but <laughs> like and i get it and we have so many of these stories and i'm just excited to see a story that hopefully doesn't have that as much in rogue one we got Sherrod, who's clearly force attuned but wasn't going around mind tricking or force pushing or using his magic abilities honestly he was just hitting people's sticks which I'm fine with, but uh, as long as they don't light up. <laughs> no, I agree with you here. I think that there there needs to start being space for if we're going to be expanding this universe. Like we we have the option to make a series based around different people's tastes, mm-hmm. and Star Wars is so vast and expansive. Not everybody likes everything about it. If if we're if we have the room to do that, we we should do that. Like we should have a series. That's focused more on, you know, not so much the the Jedi and the Force, and then we should have a series that's focused, yeah, very much on the Jedi. Like we can we can have that. And I think with between Cassian and between the Mandalorian, we're gonna get a nice chunk of forceless Star Wars. Uh, that's that's like the one concern I have with both of these is you'll have these two series which seem to be very forceless going on high high budget high production series and allegedly we're going to get one season of the clone wars which would be the the more jedi centered mm-hmm. sort of thing so i'm nervous that once the clone wars ends if it's that if we're only getting that last season and all we have is the mandalorian and Cassian andor series that people will become less interested because i recognize that people that there are people out there that can't separate the jedi from the franchise sure and won't that won't turn into these shows because they don't have the laser sword fights i i feel as though the number of people that can't divorce the concept are not as large as you might fear but i understand the fear mm-hmm. one, one thing i'm i'm concerned about with cassian and it, it's uh, it's the same concern i had with solo is and solo did it well i think they could have done it a little bit better but they did it well is making sure that you're keeping the character of cassian in line with the character that we've seen mm-hmm. already because like he's it's not a good person he's not a good person starts. yeah he's not a good person when rogue one starts so he needed he either needs to become a bad person he he not bad but he either needs to become the person he is in rogue one throughout the series or he needs to start that way like that that needs to be something that's addressed don't give me an entirely different character and call him cassian andor you know what i'm saying that's he really needs, needs to start it and that's that's chaotic my, neutral and then move right to, and that's to my concern alignment. with pretty much any upcoming project uh, that is using pre-existing characters mm-hmm. especially if those characters 
stories have already like if you're ended. going if you're going <laughs> back in their story mm-hmm. give me consistency is important so and last minute things on cassian uh, it will just be uh, interesting to see what uh, what cameos and for both these series that they that they shoehorn in because mm-hmm. there's definitely going to be shoehorned in. All right. Things I don't have anything else on my list of what's what's coming out in the live action realm, so I'll, I'll throw my my last note over the live action things in here. Something that I'm really glad that they're doing is they're creating with 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 uh, with Rebels, with Resistance, Mandalorian, with the Cassian Andor project, which I hope they just call the Cassian Andor project, and it, now it's actually. Just just gonna be like a hidden camera show hmm. <laughs> or just passing going around like pranking people anyway they're creating all these characters that we only see in these tv shows uh mm-hmm. with the exception of chopper uh, at the moment from rebels showing up in rogue one and you have harrison doula or we have general Sindula being called out over an overcom but we don't see her and we see the ghost but we don't see the crew i kind of hope that they they maintain a separation. I don't. I don't know if I want to see a live action Ahsoka Tano or see Ahsoka Tano show up in in one of the the trilogy movies. Right. I kind of like this idea of a, this these like series only characters that can continue on these the Star Wars uh, franchise by the merits of their show and not having to be shoehorned into a feature film. Hmm. Uh, I think casting is the only. Oh, the characters in Rogue One are the only kind of exception to this because they started with the movie. Right. Um, and they're kind of reverse engineering. And, right. Yeah. Well, same thing if they ever did like a solo series. Mm. I, I would picture those movies and I, I know I'm sounding like a hypocrite, but I'd, I'd approach the Rogue One and Solo as a the pilot sort of thing. I was showing you Battlestar Galactica the other day and that series started with a two-hour pilot that, or two-hour movie event, as they mm-hmm. called it. Uh, and then they created a show after that. Too long, didn't read. I, um, I'm excited to see a universe that's just the show characters. The only counter I have mm-hmm. to that point is I would kind of like to see a live-action Ahsoka played by Ashley Hickstein. The only way I can see them doing that is they have someone else who resembles Ahsoka more than Ashley does and then just dub her voiceover. Yeah, well, adult... Adult uh, Ahsoka, I think, has a lot more of Ashley's features than uh, younger Ahsoka does. She's very much more of the narrow sort of face and frame. So I could see that being... Mm. I could see her being an adult Ahsoka. Maybe not younger Ahsoka. And that's this is total. That's just totally a fan yeah, service sure. moment. That's not. That's and not I, at all like a legitimate. I, I a, hope this happens. And be uh, like, I have a feeling that they're going to say like these search series aren't going to have Jedi in it, and that's their way of getting Ahsoka into it because she's technically not a Jedi. <laughs> so <laughs> like, like, oh, you jerks, you got me. Well, so uh, with the the live action conversation, the other two things I had written down, which are projects that we haven't heard a lot about, but as far as I know, they're still on, is the Ryan Johnson trilogy and the David Benioff and D.B. Weiss trilogies that are supposed to be happening. Um, now, this is, you know, this is hard to really s- sort of have this conversation about now since we have very little information. Right. But based off of sort of the live-action conversation we were just having and the strengths of these directors and how they tell stories, I had some thoughts on kind of what I would like to see out of them. Mm -hmm. And I think that 
I think that Ryan Johnson, okay. who could really do a good deep dive into a Force-centered story. And I think that if we were going to get a Force user live-action trilogy that doesn't have anything to do with the Skywalkers, that would be where his strength lies. And I, I liked The Last Jedi, but I feel like if Ryan was given the chance to work and mold original characters around a Force-centered story that people would like it uh, a lot more. Especially considering, you know, I think a lot of the hate for him came from the fact that he was working with pre-existing characters. Playing someone else's sandbox. Yeah, exactly. So I think that he he would be very powerful doing a story like that. And on, on the other side, too, I think that Benioff and Weiss with you know coming hot off of game of thrones yeah there's some magic-y whatnot but that is essentially a character you know that's a story about characters interacting with characters in a chaotic sort of situation and i think that they would do a really good job doing a uh non-force focused story so if we were going to get a a force focused and a non-force focused feature films i think that that's kind of how i would put them on those tracks personally so uh what, what do you think i gonna make this hard on you because i have no expectations for either of them i um, figured you I, I like your idea for of uh, ryan johnson being able to play more with the spiritual side of the Force, and I agree with you. I think the Force Awakens, or Force Awakens, The Last Jedi was probably the deepest dive into the Force that we've seen in a long, long, long time. Yeah. And that's coming from a guy that doesn't like the Forcey stuff, which, and I appreciated that in it, the, this look into what, what it means. For the other two guys whose names I can never pronounce, so I won't even try. David Benioff and D.B. Weiss. Cool. Not going to try. Uh, I'll just point at you when I need you to say their names. Cool. Um, the thing that I hear the most about this is like, oh, these are the guys that did Game of Thrones. So it's going to be Game of Thrones in space. And I hate that. I hate that idea so much to just take. And I know this right. isn't what they're going to do, but the, everyone's, not everyone's, but the concept that I keep hearing is just that Game of Thrones in space. And that's the easiest way for me to express like why I don't like this. It's like going to see uh, Jurassic, the original Jurassic Park mm-hmm. and like, oh, Spielberg directed et so i can't wait to see the alien in this and sure it's it's completely different and i don't know what david snowmanoff and db frosty man thank you man i i don't know any other projects they've worked on and mm-hmm. I, are they are they directors or are they just producers they wrote a lot of game of thrones they directed episodes and they and they produced and they produced they have many different hats that they could yeah and they've done other projects too i don't want to see game of thrones in space either i think that game of thrones shows their skill of manipulating character story. I want to bring that talent into Star Wars. I don't necessarily want to bring that... I don't want to bring the story of Game of Thrones and put it well, in space. With, just... with them, with Game of Thrones, they had George R. R. Martin's novels right. to base it off to their show until you know they went past the what, what's been printed. Right. I'm just interested to see what this original idea will be. Mm, yeah, or that's if, true. Or if they take what they know from adapting uh, Game of Thrones and throw it onto a series in uh, of Star Wars novels. Yeah, like uh, Knights of the Old Republic, I've been hearing like that era. People have been tossing that around okay. for, for them to deal with. I think that'd be cool. Yeah. I think that they would uh, do well in more of a... Like between the... the I, I've gotten to this point where like, I recognize that not everybody likes the 4C stuff, especially because you and I have these conversations <laughs> all the time. And it's like, I, I'd like there to be more of a balance. Mm-hmm. So I don't want both of these trilogies to end up being super heavy 4C. 
Mm. You know? Because I'll watch Star Wars because it's Star Wars. I like my Force-sensitive stuff, but I don't need it to have a good time. Well, that kind of wraps up the live-action discussion. Now, that would have capped off the conversation as a whole, except... Very recently, uh, I think just in the last, was it today? Or? It was, yeah, it was this yeah, morning. This morning, uh, they had put the out... time of recording. They put out a teaser trailer for Galaxy of Adventures. Is that right? Is that what it's called? Uh, yes. Okay, yeah. I had to write it down because I kept writing Galaxy of Heroes, which is a mobile app. From what we were, we've seen so far, it seems to be a stylized, part retelling, part new content of stories that we've seen and it's like western-ish comic book drawing style combined with eastern anime-esque what, like what it, animation what it really reminded me of like the the character models they the way that they move or not the way they move but the way that they looked reminded me of some like old school flash animation kind of almost forces of destiny like kind of yeah um Different I don't want to. I don't want to say stiff, but like their bodies don't when, when they're just standing Angular, there. Angular, maybe. Yeah, so I, they're they're kind of flat, two D. Right. Not right, not right. in like a bad way. No, it sounds like a bad way. Right. But then the the way that they moved and their articulation, their animation reminded me mostly of Avatar: The Last Airbender. Okay. Yeah. With which, that flow and yeah, yeah. Like there's a there's a shot in the trailer of Luke with his lightsaber and he's doing like this spin kick thing and like <laughs> it just reminded me so much of Aang dro- jumping up in the air and like doing a spin and then shooting a fireball or yeah. air ball or water ball or like what whipping ball whipping his glider yeah. bow staff around yeah something like that so I really like the style of animation and it's mostly from a pet peeve I have of all these Netflix original anime series that have come out mm-hmm. and kind of resistance does a little bit yeah with the the 3D art with a a weird less than 24 frames a second animation where like everything kind of looks a little jerky but not noticeable mm. or noticeable but not too much mm-hmm. and you see this a lot in a lot of the the uh, Netflix animes where they it seems like they're purposely not drawing frames mm-hmm. and everyone just kind of moves like they're robots <laughs> like miming robots totally a uh, headcanon of how this works but old anime like old anime was got popular and they well there when they were making it they didn't use a lot of animation that saved money on paper mm-hmm. uh, the, however they however you animate things and then anime got like in the 90s and the early 2000s got like every other like every single frame was animated of a movement so you get shows like cowboy bebop when they do these like crazy animations like you can see the creases and their jackets and stuff move or if you compare right. that to like dragon ball um it's a lot of very still frames with Static, special effects yeah. and screaming and so this show looks like it's like a mix between those but like you said, an Eastern animation with a Western art style, mm-hmm. and that that really intrigues me. Yeah, I it it, it just looks fun. Like yeah. it looks fun, and I think a, a a blurb that kind of was mentioned with the release of this is that it's supposed to kick off a year long celebration of Star Wars leading up to Episode Nine, and like that, just like it, it, it seems like a fun thing to do, and. You know, it just, it seemed very high energy, very, very, but still very Star Wars, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, it got me pretty pumped. Like, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Like, uh, you know, I don't really even have any expectations for it. I just want to see it. 
we went over our sort of episode nine wants and uh, things we'd like to see in our previous episode with Jason. So if you'd yeah. like to know more about that, uh, go ahead and check out that episode. It was a fun time. I would like to point out that you missed a property. I missed a property. Lego Star Wars All-Stars. Lego Star Wars All-Stars. You're right. I missed a property. <laughs> I don't know anything about it other than I think the Lego shows don't get a lot of love. You know, uh, and they should. They are they are I, so much fun. I agree. Uh, recently, you've introduced me to them, and they've been a lot of fun. And I think that we need to do an episode on them. Yeah. At some point, so we will learn more about. Because yeah. uh, with the with the, the Lego Free Maker Adventures, the existing series. Yeah. I don't know if it's still on actually. Um, it's knows. it's a fiction. It's a it's a non-canon story about right. a non-canon family who are junk traders, which are great. It's great for Lego because that means they can build stuff. Right. And so Galax- Galaxy of Heroes, that's yeah. the wrong show. All-Stars will have, or does have, I think it's already started airing, stories with characters that we're familiar with. Right. Still non-canon, I think. Fun. Yeah. It's fun. There's it's a, okay there's to be a, fun. We will, we will look forward to uh, talking about the Lego stuff another day. Just to real quick go over a taste of what we talked about in for episode nine in the last episode. I just want to make sure that stuff wraps up and you want to make sure that they're not building a story around, uh, reused footage of Leia that, you know, it's a more nuanced discussion than that. Go check it out. Well, John, we did put this question to our listeners and we got two responses. Taylor came in with a couple points. So Taylor says, well, on episode nine, some closure on a few questions. Uh, why did Snoke go down so easily? Who or what was he? How is the Resistance, New Rebellion, going to take the First Order? You know, that sort of stuff. Uh, the Mandalorian, I want to see some more universe building since I read that it's going to be set kind of in the range of 7 to 9, so I'd like to see a mercenary's perspective on the galaxy. That's a good point. Cassian Thing, I want to see some Star Wars spy show stuff. Real espionage and commando type stuff. Maybe get into the real gritty side of the Rebellion. Very good point. Uh, Ryan Johnson Trilogy. Something Star Wars, but also fun, kind of like Solo. I think that he's got potential. I just don't think it's going to be someone, something on the scope of the main Star Wars films. Maybe I also something. hope that Ryan Johnson's thing will be Star Wars. <laughs> I just don't think it's going to be something on the scope of the main Star Wars films. Maybe something to do with an underrepresented faction or something. That's a good That'd idea. Game of Thrones guys trilogy something action packed what I've seen of Game of Thrones which is very little since I can't get around to it has been pretty good and I think they could do some neat political intrigue slash high action stuff and the new Clone Wars season I don't know where the old ones left off haven't seen any of the first round of it but I bet there's some loose ends to tie up only a couple yeah only a few so thank you Taylor and then we also heard from friend of the show Tim Tim sent us a tweet uh, he'd like to see Lando leading a fleet and pulling a new Battle of Tanab or Battle of Endor maneuver. <laughs> uh, more K2SO. James Arnold Taylor voicing the Keldor Ace in Resistance. General Grievous approaching Tartakovsky levels of threatening. <laughs> more engineering ground crew level character stories. Mm. Wild space. And that as far as the tweet would let him go. Thank you to both Taylor and Tim for your writing in. Both made very good points. Yeah, stuff that uh, I didn't t- really Tim's think point about. about uh, a show that that looks at the ground crew sort yeah. of thing. It just reminded me of like some of the strengths of Battlestar Galactica is mm. that the ground crew aren't just background characters. They are they are major part. The crew chief Turl, he's a major character throughout the series. Right. Kind of thing that I would like to see is, is, is like I've, I've said a billion times at this point is, yeah, I, w- I want to see what the privates are doing 
right. in the rebellion with science running Getting up to shot. senators and screaming at them in Rogue One. Uh, Man, that private was old. Uh, I guess it's, I guess it's they're not really drafting people. They're kind of volunteers. Yeah. So I'll let that one go. So I won't. Thank you both, uh, Taylor and Tim, for writing in. Uh, if you would like to get in contact with us and comment on anything that you hear in our show, uh, ask us any questions or give us any suggestions on stuff you'd like to hear, you can go ahead and send us a tweet at HothPod, or you can send us an email at HothPod at gmail.com. You can also check out our website, HothTopicsPodcast.com, for all the latest episodes and articles and other things that we put on that site we need to put up some articles yeah we do <laughs> we do it's been it's been you know end of the year closing stuff you know we we both have other things that we need to do to like you know survive i got a i got a project that i want to work on well we recently just traded action figures and i ended mm-hmm. up you ended up with bays yes which i found at a discount store which was awesome and then i ended up with a patrol trooper who doesn't have a bike so i think my next project i'm gonna post up on the site is custom building a bike for that guy that'd be cool that that i'd really he, like to see because it's a single shape <laughs> you know if, if we're gonna be doing that kind of thing too I've, I've been sitting on a custom black series figure for a while i had a character in the old republic game that i kind of wanted to make a reality mm-hmm. so maybe maybe i'll uh i'll join you in that experiment Sounds right. Yeah, that'd be fun. So uh, look forward to any of those sources to get in touch with us. We'd really love to hear from you. John, anything else before we close up? Uh, were you going to mention at all the Kessel Toy Run? I was going to mention the Kessel Toy Run, but well, now then you I have mentioned the Kessel Toy Run. But now so I have I'm... nothing to, to add. Well, you should mention the Kessel Toy Run now. Kessel Toy Run. Take it away, Ian. Yes, the Kessel Toy Run. It is <laughs> still going on as this gets released. It'll be going on until... December 20th uh, for any more information go ahead and check out the links from the uh, talk at the beginning of the show and if you if you do end up donating to them let us know because we'd really like to give you a shout out for being awesome and uh, donating to the Kessel Toy Run like seriously do it thank you so much everybody we will see you next time well again the radio thing we can't actually see them in they can listen to us but we really can't interact with them not until the machine is complete. <laughs> and later, the Imperial Senate Murph. And tell me later, about, tell me about Imperial Senator Murph. <laughs> <laughs> just for the uninitiated oh, and Mike's here oh, Mike ruined it Mike oh. are you looking forward to Star Wars Mike there's so much Star Wars Mike in your mind please, or in real life no in like real life please there's... say your Star Wars wants Mike into the Star Wars Mike <laughs> that just confused me <laughs>